0: Welcome to this episode of Blended, Blessed, and Always
1: a Mess. I'm Eric. And I'm Angie. We are married with a ton of kids. We have six kids total. He has three, and I have three. My name's Hallie, and I love riding horses. I'm Lexi, and I love agriculture.
0: My name's Carter, and I love eating. My name's Chase, and I love lifting weights. My name's Summer, and I love spending my parents' money. I'm Dane, and I love baseball. Our show is about our blended, blessed, and always a mess life and our hope is if you find yourself in the same situation we are in that by sharing our story all the fun and all the mess challenges we are experiencing it will give you some inspirations laughs and community knowing you are not alone in this mess
1: we appreciate you spending time with us let's dive in
0: Thank you for joining us today for Blended Blessed and Always a Mess. And Angie and I are super excited today because we have another guest on hand. And it's one of my longtime good friends, David Rowe. It's a big part of our story, actually, is my relationship with David and his bonus dad, Bill. And if you go back to episode six, which is titled You're the Devil, that entails my relationship with my bonus son, Chase. And at one point, he just... Lost his mind and shouted, you're the devil. You can hear the entire episode. We would then go on to have Chase on and visit with him about how that, because he laughs about it now. I laugh about it now. But when we first started dating and trying to blend our family, we have always agreed, like initially with Chase, that was really difficult.
1: Yeah. So we uh, talked about how we were on, it was Valentine's, right? We ran into Bill and Vicki, which is David's mom and bonus dad and started talking about just the challenges. We were knee deep in the struggles of trying to blend. And it it truly was game changing when we talked to them. And they basically just said, don't change a thing. Keep showing up. Stay the course. And that's really like all we needed to hear from someone that had been through all that. And it was positive in the end, but just acknowledging it's hard. It gave us that renewed kind of energy to like, okay, we can do this.
0: Yeah. And on the backside of that, I would show up at David's work like I do from time to time. We would visit. He would share with me, you know, uh, his struggles with accepting Bill initially and what he was trying to achieve. And so um, I was already kind of working through that with David, how I was trying to handle things and some of the things that him and I would talk about. So with that, David has been willing to join us today. And one of the things we're excited about is you are on the other side of it with your own family now. And you've turned into a fine human being.
1: (laughs) But he didn't at, die. He didn't <laughs> yeah, die. Yeah. But at the yeah. time,
0: you were kind of a jerk for a while, right? I mean, those, those are just words you've shared with me. Absolutely. Maybe even more intense than that. try to keep it PG. But, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so, all right, David, talk to me a little bit about you, you go... How old were you? you used to, your parents go through a divorce, and then you meet Bill. And what was that kind of like for you?
2: So, I'm guessing had to be seven or eight years old. And... Not probably two years of just living with my mom and my older sister. So it was just the three of us. I would see my dad every other weekend, and then mom starts dating somebody, and fast forward, they get married, and it was Bill's first marriage. So he didn't have any kids, anything. He was single until he was, I mean, they got married, I think, when he was 36, 37. So this guy is living the bachelor life, <laughs> <laughs> you know, working and doing his thing and then we just kind of drop into his house and uh yeah i think that's where it all uh, went crazy initially so you know we go from living the three of us in our own house and then we move into his house which is immaculate nothing's out of place
1: it
2: <laughs> sounds like me um,
1: oh it sounds familiar <laughs>
2: <laughs> bill um pinned his socks together when he put them in the dirty clothes
1: (laughs) oh my god I've never heard that yeah I love
2: that so I mean things like that so you you know you can think of that and then everything's in its perfect place and then my older sister and I show up and um, yeah
0: things (laughs) change
1: you mean you didn't pin your socks together did not did not
0: that's funny So it's a bit of a culture shock, which was the same when when we blended our family, right? I'm more of a, what's the best way to put it?
1: Oh, you want me to say
0: (laughs) I'm I'm more very involved and engaged and at that time used a very aggressive voice at times. We've toned that down. Still very involved and engaged, but my presentation is a bit different with the kids. And that might have shocked your kids a little bit. My kids used to it. But your kids were not so used to, here's how we do things, this is how it's going to be. And I think for that,
2: so I was obviously young. I mean, I'm 47, so this is 40 years ago. But, you know, you go from, I don't really have much memory of my dad, mom, and my sister and I living together. You know, bits and pieces, but not much of anything. So, essentially, my memories kind of start of just my mom and my sister and I. So. As much as my mom, I mean, she was working a full time job and maybe making my bed was a suggestion. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> familiar. And um, a, a lot of things, and mom's trying to juggle all this stuff
1: mm-hmm. as
2: a single mother now, you know, so I think we got away with, no, I think I know. There's things that we would have gotten away with, whether she was at work and maybe we were home after school or something to that capacity. I don't, you know, like I said, it's 40 years. But I do distinctly remember moving in with Bill. And it was like, no, you are making your bed. You're going to do this, this and this. And at that, you go from eight, nine years old, whatever it is, to where not necessarily just pure freedom, but again, some things were suggested. And then I think well,
1: as a mom, you got to pick your battles. <laughs> so, you know, what do you want to fight him on? And, and those,
2: <laughs> those things, you know, there's just a few things that have, after we had talked about doing this and these things that just pop into my head. I mean, again, Bill was single, lived by himself, the bachelor life. He would have a Pepsi free. <laughs> oh my God. You really have been thinking about that. And, and it would be in his refrigerator He'd live by himself. He'd always have one. And he had it, and it was in a glass. The single serving, they were glass bottles with screw tops. And he would have one in there, and he would just want a drink. And he would screw it back on, stick in the refrigerator. And moving into his house and having, like, soda readily available was like a new thing. Like, wow, we have soda. So I'd go in there. But did you have
0: soda? <laughs>
2: so I'd go in there and take a little drink. I wouldn't <laughs> screw the cap back on as tight as Bill would like it. So when he'd go back, there was no carbonation in his soda. <laughs> he always had a frozen Snickers bar in the freezer that he would just take I a bite. I've seen
1: Snickers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, your dad, yeah. What it's like
2: it? moving into a, a candy store. and
1: um... <laughs> A strict candy store. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: So, you know, things, you know, for that that, those are just minor, minor things where Bill was probably like, what the hell did I just get myself into? You know, it was great dating and they could go home at night and go stay at their house. And, um, but some of the things that those are, I mean, they're funny, but yet those are just, Oh yeah. The tip of the iceberg. And when you get into more serious things and I guess ultimately life lessons that he's trying to teach you at a young age or us, my sister and I, this is BS. And (laughs) you're really not my dad. Yeah. And that's 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 a struggle. I still feel bad about that this day, to this day, because, you know, Bill was new to this. We were new to it. It's his house. He married my mom. Yeah, whatever. I'm going to drink your soda and eat your Snickers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God.
1: Did you ever tell him you're not my dad? Did you um, have that conversation? So,
2: I'm sure I did. Nothing distinct, where, but I do remember... We had some property in southeast Missouri. It was a little lake and had a, a camper that was on it and whatever. And we were going down there. It was Fourth of July weekend. And all I wanted was a candy bar, <laughs> a soda, and fireworks. Fourth of July seems perfectly uh, reasonable. And so leaving St. Louis, when we lived in St. Louis at the time, leaving, I, th- I think if you ask Bill, I was on repeat probably every <laughs> minute. I want a soda, I want a candy bar, I want fireworks. Finally, we stop outside of St. somewhere between St. Louis and Cape. He stops, and I get a soda and a candy bar and fireworks. And then we get back in the car, and I just bust it out crying. My mom's like, what's wrong now? And it's, I really like Bill, but I miss my dad. Yeah. And, you know, 40 years later, that's tough. Um, It's still tough because... This guy's trying to make everything. And I don't even know if they were married at the time or whatever. It was very serious. So they were either engaged or whatever. And, you know, looking back at it, it's like, gosh, this guy hung on still. And to go through those, as you guys talk about it, you know, you go through those things and you're just like, is this going to change? Is it going to? Yeah. Me coming from my point of view, I didn't care if it changed, you know, whatever. I, I wasn't concerned if Bill's feelings were hurt then. Bill's a great human being. He's smart enough to know that this transition was going to, I mean, it wasn't going to be rainbows and unicorns. But, you know, for for me, yeah, there's times in my mind, like, I want my dad, you know, it's my dad. and And I don't know when it clicked that Bill was sufficient to be my you know, I know the, the bonus is which I much more prefer than calling it a step parent, but you know, he was he was a wonderful stepdad and it evolved but it took a long
0: time. Yeah, and so a long time. I'm glad you brought that story up because I, I love... Your mom has told us that story before. I love that story. And I think that's really... When Angie and I talk about this podcast a lot, Blending Families, we have so many people reach out like, it's so hard. And that was what your guys' story really helped us with was that it was hard and it had the happy ending. And so I think what a lot of kids we have found in our discussions and even with our own is like, especially for a boy, right? You want to have a relationship with your dad. You're wired for that. Girls do too. Girls want a relationship with their dad. So how do you like the new parent? And still form the relationship there, and realize that maybe that parent is going to meet some needs that your other, your your real dad maybe couldn't, and maybe that's not your real dad's fault. It's just that he's not wired that way. But now you've got this other parent that can do that, and so now you're kind of torn, feelings wise. And you went through that like you were a you're a case study, and I went through that all those emotions. Two totally different people, obviously. Yeah. Why? <laughs> they probably <are> not
2: married. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, and and so. At that age... You even moved in with your dad for a short period yeah, yeah. of time. I, so when I got to high school, or I guess, yeah, my freshman year, and I moved to go live with my dad in high school, I think a lot of that was the yearning of not having my dad as a day-to-day. You know, I saw him mm-hmm. on the weekends or once a month at that point. I don't know what it was. But the setup was, you know, he lived in St. Louis. We live here in Columbia, so it wasn't too far away. But there was a lot of things, I, I don't know, unanswered questions at the time. Because you do, you have two different thought processes, you know, I have a stepmother too and same situation with her. She was never married. She never had oh, kids. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it, those the, the, the situations kind of mirror themselves in the, in the dynamic of the family. You know, we didn't have, you know, stepbrothers or sisters coming in, but we did have families that we had, you know, Bill has two sisters and, you know, his mom and his dad, which, were unbelievable, took me in and, you know, treated me, in my eyes, they treated me no different than, and Jody and I, my older sister Jody and I, we were the, we're the oldest kids, instant <laughs> grandchildren for my grandparents and uh, niece and nephew for Bill's two sisters. So that helps a lot because, you know, you go to these places for the first time or first family Christmas, Thanksgiving, whatever it may be. And like I said, my memory is not as great, but I can think of times where you go into those places and going, am I going to be accepted? Mm -hmm. Am I going to fit in? You go back and think stories aren't going to include you because it wasn't, you know, your first birthday that they're talking about. You know, all of a sudden you're eight years old and, you know, life with this family starts now. So there's some, those are tough, but, you know, in my mind they were tough, but their family and same with on my stepmom's side of the family, same thing. They made me feel like I was part of the family. And again, we, Jody and I were the oldest of any cousins, so now it's instant right in their face. and it could it could go a lot worse. But you know, I think that more specifically on Bill's side of the family, it was uh, his mom, his dad for a short period of time, and he passed away. They made us feel like, Jody and I feel like, like I said, we we were there
0: from day one, which is pretty cool. Yeah, And your parents have always done that. Allison, Kenny, who we just (laughs) interviewed, they've always done that. My kids have always felt like they were just an instant part of of your family because of that.
2: And we've all seen it where a grandparent will treat a step as like a step. Like you're just kind of, you know, there was never like, I never saw on our side like, okay, my younger cousins are going to get this you know, you're not really part of this. Um, And it it does happen. I hear about it.
1: Yeah, no, it it definitely happens. I know of close friends that there's the, even the count of another number of grandkids doesn't include the step. It blows my mind, right? Like, that's so crazy. And that that is
2: a part, I think, of making the blended families Mm -hmm. work. Because if it doesn't, and, you know, the parents, you know, granted, when you guys got married, it wasn't like you went to your parents and said, Hey, I need you guys to be on board with this. You guys right. fell in love with each other. You got married. You were going to get married essentially regardless. Right. But it'll make it a hell of a lot easier if you guys are
0: on board with this.
2: And make my kids, your kids, their kids, whatever, all part of the same.
0: Yeah, for sure. So let's go back then briefly. You end up, you have a you have a good relationship with your dad. You got a good relationship with Bill. And those things took work. So you move in with your dad for a little while. But then you end up coming back home and living with your mom. And Bill, what happened? Was there change? Was there change when you came back, or did that still take more time to develop? Talk to us about how you. I think.
1: Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in real quick okay. with that that particular story. So when we met up with Bill and Vicky mm-hmm. <laughs> that night, she told that story that you had you know decided to go move with your dad, and it almost like as a mom, that's like that was my worst fear, honestly. When we started blending, and it was tough and challenging. I think. Most parents probably ask, like, what if it doesn't change, to your point? I'm like, what if my kids don't want to come live with me? And they, because it's too hard or it's too contentious or they, you know, don't like air, you know, like all those fears. And my fear would be that my kids would then want to be not live with me at all. Then she tells that story. I'm like, oh, God.
2: (laughs) So, yeah, and that, so I left my, um, right before my freshman year started. And a lot of that was the unknowns. Like, I didn't know my dad as my dad from when they got divorced and he moved out when I was seven years old or whatever. And then going fast forward, you know, and we lived with Bill all the way, you know, for years. And going to live with my dad on the weekend, I mean, going full time. And at the end of the day, there, I mean, there is, yeah, it broke my mom's heart. You know, it, you know, I left, I was going to be a freshman and I guess being a freshman transitioning and all that, you know, trying to figure out what life is really. Right. Um, I just, I made that decision. No, no pressure from my dad my stepmom. Hey, come live with us. Never, never once was that ever thrown in my way. They both gave me that decision or choice to make that decision on my own. I did. And it was tough. I ultimately moved out of my father's house, I'd say, halfway through my senior year. I went and lived with my mom's sister just to finish high school in St. Louis. I guess the side of this is that it was uh, a very tough, my freshman, sophomore, junior year, I was not perfect <laughs> by any means. And I had a younger brother and sister, that my, my uh, half-brother and sister in St. Louis, that, you know, were 10, 12 years apart. And then you got this kid in high school and me doing high school things. <laughs> um, and so that part of the blended family at that time, it was tough. Yeah. You know, and my ultimate decision was I needed to get out of here. And I think it was ultimately agreed upon my dad, and my stepmom and myself. I mean, it was like, this is toxic right now. And probably m- more me than them. Um,
0: you're not the saint you are now, huh? Yeah, my gosh. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like,
2: what do you mean you want me to have a job? I mean, you know, little stuff like that. And, you know, again, ultimately, I just went and lived with my aunt uh, halfway through my senior year, finished out high school, moved to Columbia to come back here to go to school at, at Mizzou. But, you know, so it was not, I don't know, it's know—it's—it's—it's it's weird, but I did have the, I learned a lot, too, I mean, I it, it wasn't going to be perfect when I moved in mm-hmm. with my dad. I think probably part of my mistake that I made was I knew my dad on the weekends. There wasn't it wasn't day to day. It wasn't you're going to do your homework, you're going to mm-hmm. do mow the grass, you're going to do this. So that was part of you know when you're 14 years old, you're not thinking about that. You know your dad on the weekends, and or you spend a week in the summer there, and like this was great. Like we just. Did nothing all week and just hung out and went swimming, and did whatever, go to Six Flags, and and then reality of life sets in. Yeah, and um, it was fine, but then again, me being seventeen years old at the time, that as most seventeen year olds know everything in the world, and nobody else can tell them <laughs> differently. Um, that that and and again, I had a younger brother and sister in that in that setting there, where you know we're twelve years apart. And that was tough, I'm sure. And mm-hmm. uh, I have a great relationship with my dad and stepmom; it's the best it's ever been. But um, there's things that, and again, I think the fear of I couldn't imagine. I mean, I know now. Back then, it's like, okay, mom, I'm two hours away. You yeah. Know? Now it's just like, wow, you know, that's that sucks.
1: But to your point, if you felt like there was something missing, you had to go figure it you out, had and to. that's that's a hard part of parenting too, especially. It's like you almost sometimes have to allow them to make their own choices so they can go through those hard life lessons, unfortunately. Yeah, because
0: if they don't fail at it, they don't believe you, know.
1: Yeah, Yeah, for sure.
2: And if I didn't do it, then it would be that whole, like, what if? Right. I did it. It worked for a while. Then it didn't. Is that right or wrong? I don't think so. You know, it's those life lessons, I guess, you learn or, or a lesson you learn. At 17, it's tough. Again, I have sets two sets of parents whatever that were supportive in whatever my decisions were they liked them or not again they that fear of your child saying hey i'm out of here yeah but they made it to where hey you know and i'm sure i struggled with it and came to my mom and ultimately david this is going to be your decision you know and then put that on my plate and it wasn't like the name i could ever say hey we made you do that sucks on i mean this was on me and again Even then at 14, you know, going out and mowing the grass and for when I lived with mom and Bill and the things that we did, I mean, Bill now to this, you know, fast forward now was before now, but things that Bill was teaching me, even when to screw on the cap to the Pepsi bottle, (laughs) to feeding the dog, setting the table, Jody and I had responsibilities, those sucked. But those are many life lessons that morph into bigger life lessons that get to bigger and see why I would, you know, at that age, you're like, I don't need to know that. I don't, I don't need to make my bed. I'm just getting ready to go mess it up.
1: <laughs> God, we hear that yeah.
0: that. <laughs> Even now though, like Chase will say thing when he gets frustrated, he'll be like, you always have to have me say everything just perfect. Or you always have to have me. It's like, well, yeah. I mean, Bill, I think was the same way. hundred percent. You have to
1: answer the phone a certain way. Yes, what? I did.
0: <laughs> and that was, that was uh, crazy. Ring, ring, please answer. And,
2: you know, when we moved in with Bill, it was, you know, you are going to identify yourself on the phone. David Rowe speaking. I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Like, so that that part of it, and there was certain words that we weren't allowed. One that just always stuck with me, which I respect. And I think we have totally tainted Bill over these 40 years. (laughs) But... We couldn't say the word, but referring to a part of your body. Okay. You had to say rear end. <laughs> oh, God. I know I do, well, <laughs> of course. And then when you go to school in third, fourth, fifth grade, whenever, and you can say, but and like the <laughs> teacher doesn't even care. I mean, you're talking about your butt <laughs> and, but you know, again, when you get older, you respect it mm-hmm. and you're like, Oh,
0: I mean, it's, it's bigger things. It's bigger than that. So then how did, okay, so you're, you're back home and life is happening. And I know what a big, Bill's one of the most important people in your life now. your step mm-hmm. stepdad. Mm-hmm. How did that then really form? Where where did do you, can you pinpoint a change? Was it a lot of things over time that changed your heart in that regard? Or I don't think that. Um, did he just keep showing up so you didn't have a
2: choice? <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> no, but, you know, I don't think. Such thing in, in his situation with us for my sister and I. Ultimately, they had a you know a kid, you know my brother Charlie. So when Charlie was born, you know we were already there, and you kind of wonder, hey, is this going to change things? Mm-hmm. And it never did. Like Bill always introduces me, which to this day it, it it's it's uh, I think flattering. Like, this is my son David. If I meet one of his old college fraternity brothers or something like that, this is my son David. And, um, which I, I, I mean, I think I've earned that over 40 years. <laughs> but again, but that he did the same thing in 1985 that he's doing in 2022. Mm-hmm. It, you know, so, but to go back to your question, I don't think there was ever anything, Bill never changed. Bill was always Bill. And I think the older I got, the more the clouds are kind of pulled away, like, oh, well, that's why he did this. Or, you know, why I always hear people say, you know, he's one of the most respected human beings they know. I say, yeah, I see it every day. You know, there's, there's just something, I don't know, man, and I wish I could put it better, but he is, And no disrespect to my father, and my father knows this. I mean, my dad's my dad. And Bill, it, I think I was. I, I think ultimately I was blessed with two great male figures in my life that I can pick a little here, pick a little there, a lot here, a lot there, whatever. There's things I can say on both sides. That that's not what I'm going to do when I raise my child. That's my choice. But I've had an unbelievable roadmap, and I know we're not talking about my real father. But as far as my stepfather goes, I think that he's given me everything in the world and I don't care what it knowledge. I mean, there's things, there's times where you, you want to call bill and just say, okay, what, what do you, and, and there's so many times when I've done it and I know what the answer is going to be. But I just want to hear him say it, you know, that's awesome. Wow. and, and you know, just to get to where we, our relationship is, there's no defining moment. Like I said, I just think it's over time and maybe I even knew it then, but again, when you're young and you're trying to answer these questions for yourself, and some of those decisions I made, I regret that you know, moving here, moving there, you know, it's always like chasing something that I don't know if it's really chasing something because I had, I had everything and, and that I could possibly want. But I think at the end of the day, for for that specific scenario of me leaving Colombia, your mom's like, you got to go, you know, it's like mm-hmm. telling somebody to go chase their dream, wants to be a musician in Nashville. Go do it. You're one of a million down there right now. So if you don't do it, then, you know, 20 years later, you're like, oh, what if I would have, you know. Yeah. You know.
1: So what would you, I'm just curious, like looking back, what would you tell your younger self going through that now that you're here? Because we actually have a lot of kids that listen to, right? Sure. And And blended families are so common, What speaking to kids, what would you say to them in that situation? Um, In the midst of it,
2: that's going to be the longest answer I've ever given. But because it's so, I don't think that I would change anything, honestly. And I guess that's the easy answer because, again, I'm 47, and I look back and go, okay, you turned out okay. You know, I'm not in prison. (laughs)
1: Oh <laughs> I didn't God. kill anybody. That's good. Yeah. I didn't I'm not homeless.
2: You know, or whatever it may be.
1: Right. You survived. But, but
2: you know, there are things that you know, especially kids that I would love, like, it's gonna be tough. It is tough. And if it's not tough, something's not right. Like
1: yeah.
2: you don't just pop in I mean a family. You you're you're talking about a family going into somebody else's house, their territory, their whatever. To feel that out, that's tough. Regardless, I don't care. Again, if you, if somebody says, "Oh, hey, it was great. We moved. It was great. It's like vacation every day." No way,
1: no <laughs>
2: way. So again, for me, I wouldn't change anything because I learned a lot from it. For as you, as a mother, probably don't want to hear that, but don't just stay where you're at. <laughs> you, know, you always live under my roof, and yeah. you know whatever. For the kids, it's it's a struggle, man. I mean, you guys see it. And some days, some weeks, it just sucks. I think that's... If I could go back and change anything, I would want to take the hurt away from that I caused. My one side of the family that I left when I was a freshman, essentially the other side of my family when I left when I was a senior in high school, um, I had a little brother and sister in St. Louis that looked up to me. I mean, they were five and I guess... Three, and I'm all of a sudden I'm gone. Same with Charlie here, my little brother here in Columbia. You know, he's in, I don't know, first second grade. I guess when I left to go live with my dad, when all of a sudden I'm gone. I mean, I was his big brother. I'm gone. I'm packing my stuff, and at that time, it's like, I'll see you, man. I'll see you. But I didn't wake up. He would sleep with me. You know, it was you know those, and all of a sudden it just he's gone. And I'm gone. And. For those things, yes. I I, could, I would take that back in, in two seconds. But for me, it was me. I had to do it because I think if I didn't, then things would be miserable for everybody. You know, should we do this? Should we do this? Should we do this? And you don't do it. And you're like, man, we should have done that. And the ship's already sailed. So, or damage has
0: been done. I love that you have, I mean, you, you always take it. Everything I know about you, always take ownership. Like even that, you're taking ownership of if there's one thing, it would be, be your decisions, right? And, and I love that you're able to be that success story of, I have a positive relationship with my my real dad and my, my bonus mom. I have a great relationship with your mom and your, your bonus dad now. So much to the point, one of the things I always love about your relationship with Bill is, I think, really, truly, you, you honored him so unbelievably when you had your first child. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, that tough, that was tough, but... David named his son after Bill. Sorry, I should have clarified.
2: Yeah, and 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 we did it after my uh, stepdad and my dad. But even at what, when I was thirty-five, when Will was born, it still bothered me because I was afraid I was hurting somebody's feelings. Mm-hmm. That never goes away. Whether you're gonna, you know, when you're seven and you say, "Hey, I don't want to, I don't want to go to your house this weekend because I'm just gonna." do this i got friends or whatever it may be and at 35 or 36 when will was born it was the same i knew what my kid and this this is and probably nobody knows this but my wife i mean i knew what we were naming our son i had both families at the hospital that day and everyone's like what's what's his name like we don't know yet because i just didn't want to lay it out there Again, my dad and I have a great relationship. Great father-son relationship. That's not... And it wasn't like, who's going to be first in the name? Who's going to be second in the name? And then, essentially, my son's name is Billy Bob. Because it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's William Robert. So, um, and David's dad's <laughs> name is Robert. <laughs> so, of- yeah. so um, that... <laughs> put <Bob>. it. <laughs> so, uh, you know, but that sucks because you're worried about hurting somebody's feelings. And... I'll carry that till the day I die.
1: I, that's something we see a lot with the kids. And I don't think like as parents or bonus parents, you you realize it, right? Like even, even when you um, give kids choices, huh. I always thought it was good to give them that flexibility, right? So before Eric and I were married, my kids had a pretty flexible schedule, you know? And so it'd be like, well, you could go do this or you could go do that. And I actually think that was harder on kids because, but not even realizing that they are so afraid they're going to hurt the other parent's feelings. I think it also goes to the point of like when they start caring about a bonus dad, it, you feel like you're hurting the other parents. And so I think one thing that we've done too is really tried to embrace the other parents, too, and make them almost part of our family so the kids mm-hmm. don't feel like they're choosing. But to your point, I'm sure it never goes away. When it, you have kids of your own and then it's like, which grandparent?
2: Where do it's you spend hard. Christmas? Where yeah. do you, you know, you don't want to offend. And you're, you know, maliciously like, hey, we're doing this because we're going to get it down. You know, that's. Yeah. And I don't, again, from the time, whether it's like choosing to go see my dad when I live with my mom or vice versa and say, Hey, you know, as you get older, friends, activities, sports, whatever it may be, you know, I always carried that with me. And again, it's just one of those things that like, going back, just what we just talked about having my son's name. Will, my dad and I never talked about it. My, my dad, you know, respects the heck out of my stepdad. And I assume appreciates everything he's done for me over my life and and if he doesn't then he's an idiot but um, (laughs) no in all seriousness it's again I always you know I'm cognizant of their feelings and sometimes were the choices right or wrong yeah I mean you made wrong decision, and then somebody brings a light and goes hey when you did that did you really did you really think about that and you're like oh so then the next time something comes around you're like Oh, God, who am I going to offend now? Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah.
1: yeah. And, that,
2: and that sucks, man. Mm-hmm. And But that's also part of it. I think the earlier on, like you said, you know, earlier on when you lay it on the table at a younger age, hey, just know I'm here. Whatever you decide to do in um, those choices, I'm, I'm still your mom. I'm, you know, I'm still your dad,
0: whatever it may be. But it still, it still sucks. It's part of the process. Mm-hmm. I asked you a lot of questions when we were first talking about this a few years ago before Angie and I got married. and We were, you know, getting serious dating like and you have your own. You and Megan have a beautiful traditional family, but you had been through the, the whole part of having a step in. I was asking, well, what do I do? How do I make this work? And you would give me great advice as to just stay in the course and, and be in myself, things like that. I mean, what, what advice would you give to parents like myself and Angie that are, are learning to blend families for the first time?
2: I think, ultimately, you know, again, when you, when you join two families together, it's got to be tough, right? You know, I have an experience as an adult, but, you know, I think the parent has to stay true to their beliefs. Um, obviously, you go through dating, and then the, the kids meet each other, hang out, and whatever, and then ultimately you come to the decision to get married. I don't know if it's advice or what, I don't know, like you just said, stay the course, because it's going to be tough. There's going to be great days, bad days, whatever it may be. To say it always works out is a lie. We know that. Yeah. You know, I know people that it just, it just didn't work out because of... But there, there are ways to make it work out. If I knew, I'd be a multimillionaire <laughs> yeah. and I'd write a book. But in my personal experience, again, there was things I had to go learn on my own as the older I got... When I got to a certain age, I realized the things that, again, my stepdad would have his ways of doing things. This was his house. That's, you know, that's his house. He's married to my mom, but we're living under his roof. And we are a family now. When mom was living by herself with our uh, us three, we are our own different things. But the processes of every day are changed immensely. So I wish I had a great perfect piece of advice to say hey this is the magic pill it's not it's it's the fact to accept that it's not going to be
0: perfect i would say through oh, our com- through our conversations what really struck with me and i don't even know that you said it this way it was just this is how i took it uh, when, in different conversations we have is like chase is growing up he wasn't even a teenager at the time he is now like he's going to continue to be changing and doing other things you can't change You have to stay who you are every day because otherwise he's even more confused if you're a different, if you're changing things on him as well. Like you've got to stay. Well, he's a teenager changing (laughs) weekly, (laughs) hourly, you you, you are not.
2: And those things are, you know, those are the life cycles and the things that come up and like, oh man, what do we do here? And um, so you've got to stay what you guys have agreed upon how to raise this family, this blended family, you kind of just stick with it, you know. And again, there's going to be some decisions that are made, whether it's by you guys or the kids individually, that probably aren't going to be the best. As a family, you you get behind that and you rally as a whole group. And whether it's, you know, you learn from that or, you know, it's going to come up. I mean, there's there's many times when things come up and they're tough, tough decisions to be made.
1: So one question we ask at the end of every one of our guests is what is your favorite family tradition? Now that you have your own family, what's, um, what's your favorite thing you guys do together?
2: I don't, you know, the, specifically nothing just jumps out at me. What I think Megan and I with the four of us and so many people will disagree with this, <laughs> And, okay. I, where is he going? <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, because, I, you know, at the restaurant, I mean, people, you know, talk about how's this, what are you doing, for, you know, anniversary. We try to take the kids to our anniversary dinner with us. Ugh. And we just experience everything together. Again, where I say people aren't going to disagree, I can't tell you, and probably it's my fault, but, um, like, Megan and I don't specifically have a date night. We do everything through our kids, from the time they were born they're 11 and 8 right now, and seven more years, Will's going to be out of high school and doing whatever he chooses to do. These are times I won't get back with my kids, mm-hmm. and maybe it's part of the experiences that when I grew up, I wanted to be with my dad, or I wanted to be with my mom, or I wanted... But I don't know, man. We've just chosen the path as parents to... And it's not every single anniversary, because sometimes we don't do anything. Yeah. But... Um, that is on you yeah. <laughs> but no we, we everything is for them and we know one day it's not and to think that Will's going to want to go to our anniversary dinner when he's 18 <laughs> up until he's 18 it's probably about two or three more years we're like that's yeah, stupid yeah. <laughs> so Megan also comes from uh, her, her mom and dad were divorced neither one of them remarried so there was a lot of things that she didn't experience and mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. comes to our kids. And and, and and so specific tradition, no, I think it's just a, a decision we've made to just do this for them because one that's day awesome. we're not going to be able to.
1: I love that. And I do wonder if part of that so much focus on the kids and doing everything together is because of your uh, blended family, because Eric and I talk about this often. Neither one of us came from a blended family. So we have no idea really what that's like but all of our kids have. And it's like, what are their relationships going to be like when they start their own family because of their experiences? Are they going to, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it could go a couple of different ways. But I do think that having to go back and forth between parents gives them, see, we're helping them become a better family. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to be like, I don't want my kids to ever have to experience that because it's awful. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yes. I mean, and, and that's what we... And whether, you know, whether that helps my kids or not, it's what we've chosen to do. It's something that we enjoy thoroughly. I mean, there's times where like maybe we should go to dinner. And it's like, no, you know, I don't, we, we've gone on vacation, the two of us one time in 14 years of being married. And the whole time, and this sounds stupid, we're missing the hell out of our kids. They're missing the hell out of us. You know, they spent... That week we were gone, they spent with uh, Mom and Bill. They enjoy their time with their grandparents, but Will's on FaceTime. And granted, it's it's that age. But I think part of that is we do so much with them, and and maybe we've created a monster. I don't know. It's a choice we made. That's why I say a lot of people will disagree with us. But. That's,
1: uh, I think that's awesome.
0: I would have thought Will would have enjoyed that week, getting to drink out of a Pepsi-free and maybe a frozen <laughs> Snickers, but I guess not. No. And if he did, he was
2: corrected about Yeah. but I don't... Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, that, uh, that is all the time that we have for this week, and we did actually go over, but I think it was an incredible conversation um, to have. And if you do have more questions, you can shoot them to us through our socials, and I'll get them to David, and he's typically nice enough to to answer those kind of questions <laughs> that I would have. <laughs> David, thanks for joining us. Tell your family we said hello. Will do. You guys have a great week and we can't wait to talk to you again next week. God bless. Thank you for listening to Blended Blessed and Always a Mess. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and at com.
1: Reach out to us on any of our social channels. We would love to hear from you. Have a great week.